What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and letting you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, must the motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a plenty play. On the way. On the way, on the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take risks, cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way, on the way. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Melisander, with my co-host, D. Hey, everybody. And today, this is going to be another uh, super, super, super dope episode. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting to have this episode for a minute. It's always been like scheduled things going on. So now that we got him here locked in, we're about to definitely put some valuable gems out there. And his name, Steph, is, he's also known as Steph is Dope. And he's a... Man, excuse me, I'm... <laughs> I'm choking and shit. Like he's a, he's a uh, realtor, tech founder, designer, marketer, entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of No Airbnb. I'm saying that right, correct? No Airbnb. No, no Airbnb. And the founder yeah. of Polymath Designs. So with all that being said, welcome to the show, bro. We super, super excited to have you. No, thank you, man. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate y'all and kind of getting to know something about, more about y'all before the call a little bit. But yeah. That was cool. yeah, yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. man. And uh, we was just chopping it up a little bit, but... Uh, so the first question we usually ask our guests is, so what was the start to all the things you're doing now? What was the start of that? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to take it way back, bro. Um, the start of all this, the thing about it is, bro, it's all, it's all so random and all this, all the things kind of tie together. But the reason why I'm going to say I'm going to take it way back is because, one, also, two, um, should they, one, also, because that's going to be confusing. So... First thing is my parents, they're both always, they've both, they both always been super hard workers and they actually met each other working in a, in a tourism industry in mm. Jamaica. So, um, and one of the stereotypes that Jamaicans have is like, we always have like a bunch of jobs and always do a bad thing. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully living that stereotype for real. But, um, I remember the first quote unquote job that I ever, actually, no, even, even before that, I remember being in fourth grade and hearing a quote and somebody was like, you're officially an artist when somebody pays for your art. So I was like, oh, yeah? All right, bet. So I'm going to just draw something and then go sell it for a dollar, and then I'm officially an artist now. You know? <laughs> so I took it even further. I was like, yo, I drew, I ended up, like, copying, just drawing a bunch of Dragon Ball Z characters. I went to the I went to the, the management office, the leasing office in my neighborhood at the time, and printed up, like, 100 copies, and I hit the block. Like, yo, I got drew these, I drew these Dragon Ball Z characters. Like, yo, a dollar, a dollar a drawing. And, like, nobody bought anything except for one of my friends. They bought, they bought one that day. I was like, all right, that well, I guess I'm an artist now. And then I think my next fake job, I was, like, nine or something, delivering newspapers for the neighborhood. And I'm saying, like, I think I made 40 bucks. And making 40 bucks in my fourth or fifth grade, like, yo, stuck mode. That's great. <laughs> That's great. You spoke on your parents quickly, and that was another question I wanted to ask because I always like I always try to understand 
people backgrounds to understand like, okay like why do they think the way they think so how important yeah. how like important was that role that your parents played and where they you said they were like uh pretty much like doing different things and stuff so they were like super entrepreneurial like financially literate folks well i mean to be honest not really, <laughs> not really. you know what i'm saying um like i know my, well so my dad my dad I guess you could say he was financially literate because he had paper, like, he was never broke. And I've always, like, I've always, like, we always grew up knowing, like, my dad had bread. So I don't know if you necessarily knew about P&Ls and different, like, saving mechanisms and whatever. Like, he just knew, all right, I'm going to make some money. I'm going to put it here, put it there. I mean, the funny part about it is, like, my dad didn't even have a high school education for real. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, like, he dropped out of school that middle. He only think he dropped out. One of the rumors or one of the legends of my dad, for the, like, he got there when I was 12, but, like, one of the legends of my dad was that, like, he tried to kill one of his teachers. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, just, like, just, just, being a, just being a young badass. I mean, and, and the funny part about it is the teacher that he tried to kill, like, like I guess, like, my brother's been in a meeting him because, like, they, like that teacher and my dad have been having a good relationship after the fact. Right. But when, when my dad was young, he was just bad as hell. But he dropped out, but even being a dropout, he always, like, new ways to get money. And being, being a Jamaican, our number one, I guess, uh, resource or revenue generator is tourism. He was like, all right, well, this is what makes money in the country. Then I'm just going to go do what makes money. And he made the right decision and made a bunch of money. Met my mom. And, they, you know, here's me. And my mom, like, like she's, like, she's, like, she's always a hustler from the tourism and stuff. She's also in, like, education and nursing and mad stuff like that. Like, she actually owns a school in Jamaica right now. I was actually in Jamaica last week to actually help her kind of optimize some of her stuff for her school and her benefits and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's like, so yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say she's the most financially literate, but she's always been a husband. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So she owns her own school in Jamaica? Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. You, you said it. You you said it real quick, like it was. Nothing. I'm like, yo, but no, no, go back for a second. She on her own school. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. What well, um, what ages, age range is it, or just all ages? Well, so here's the funny part about it. It's, it's technically like an adult school, like it's a vocational school, primarily focused on like nursing and hospitality, because like we know tourism is very big. So wanted to make sure that she kind of thought or, or created a school people could learn about hospitality and tourism and stuff like that so like they can get jobs in the hotels and resorts and different stuff like that so that's the primary focus but the thing about it is in the area where she's at and the kind of person that she is like people kind of naturally gravitate towards her and like kids would always be at building and be in a space anyway so she ended up kind of building a space for the little kids to hang out and, like use the computer and stuff like that too. so i guess it is kind of all ages now yeah that's dope mm. oh, that's super dope so, uh, what got you into tech? How did that start? Oh, here's, the thing. here's the thing about it, man. Um, the misunderstanding a lot of people have is that they're not into tech. Like, right now, the three of us are speaking on Zoom, right? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we connected on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of this is technology, whether we think about it or not. But we're, we're, we're using technology from the front-end user perspective. We're not necessarily using it from the back-end facilitation or, or engineering perspective, right. right? But I remember I was in, I was heavily into my music career, and one day, somehow, I think I was actually in Walmart and decided to buy the, buy the, buy the movie for, uh, buy the DVD for the, this movie called The Social Network. And essentially, The Social Network was a movie about the story of Facebook and how it got started. Now, the way it got started, I mean, like, a lot of people know, but the whole, the whole Facebook story is ridiculously tumultuous and crazy, and it's, 
so loud, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's legendary because like this guy who was really a nobody was able to create something that changed the world for him and would change his life and change the world for people all across the planet, right? Which mm-hmm. I thought was always amazing, but it came from such a simple idea. And the thing is, I mean, I've never, I've never necessarily, well, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say I've never been a nobody. I mean, I've always been kind of cool and popular and whatever, whatever. But at the same time, I'm always humble and I, I, I don't mind being a nobody. I'd probably rather be a nobody. <laughs> but I, I, I say the I say the thing that you know, I was so powerful to me was like, yo, like this guy had an idea, knew that people would actually want to use it. He was able to see that people wanted to use it and people needed it. And he just built it and changed the world. And this had to be maybe in like 2010. 2010, 2011, something like that. And I knew, I was like, all right. I've been, I've always been into figuring how things work and remote control cars and electronics or whatever, but never necessarily like software or, or development. But when I saw that movie, I was like, yo, like, okay, like, I like that. So I remember writing down a bunch of different app ideas stuff that I wanted to do in my notebook. But like, at that time, I was like doing events. I had my own music career, running a record label. So I kind of just put all that on the back burner. But I kept it in the back of my mind still. And what ended up happening was that I was hosting a music festival in Atlanta. And while I was hosting the festival, we were renting an Airbnb. And the neighbors saw a bunch of black people in the house. They thought we were robbing the place, called the cops on us, and they kind of just blew up. And what ended up happening was, because, I mean, you guys see me on Twitter and all that. I've been making viral tweets and whatever since I pretty much got on Twitter, right? But when the situation happened, the cops pulled up and they had their guns on. They had to show them what was going on. But after, after we kind of cleared everything up, I asked the cops, I was like, hey, is it cool if we get a selfie together? Because my marketing brain turned on instantly. And the cops were like, yeah, sure, as long as you get my good side. So I took this photo with these cops, and I made the tweet. I was like, yo, the Airbnb ride is saying, uh, well, the Airbnb ride is so dope. The neighbors thought we were robbing the place, called the cops. And I tweeted it, put my phone down. Five minutes later, I get a call from one of my friends, and I'm like, yo, like, you know you're about to go viral, right? And I was like, all right, bet. I do it all the time. Whatever. <laughs> When, when the roll up, <laughs> eat some food, I was chilling. And then, and then my phone starts blowing up and I'm like, yo, like what's going on? Next thing you know, I get a call from BuzzFeed and here and there and, and like it just blew up crazy. So I was like, all right, like this is, this is something bigger than I had even really anticipated. And then I started realizing just how our situation was actually not unique and a lot of black people had been facing this very same circumstance. So I was like, all right, this is a big problem. Big. I'm not a person who likes to complain and just, I mean, granted, I've done my activism. I've been in the streets protesting with the horn and the whole, and the whole nine. I've done all that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm like, all right, we got these problems. How can I take a bigger approach or take a, a realer way to solve this problem? And I was like, all right, the whole world is staring at me right now. They're, they're all looking at me in my story. What is the best way that I can push this in a positive and a beneficial direction? Not just only for me. But for my for my people and for my culture overall, and then my older brother at the time, well, I can talk to my older brother all the time. But at the time, he told me he was like, "Yo, you need to drop a mixtape, bro." Because he was my manager. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't know about that, bro. I think we got a bigger opportunity here. And I sat down, full transparency. I rolled some weed. <laughs> I sat down, and I was like, "Yo, what do I do?" And the idea for Noir B&B hit like a ton of bricks. Like the name, the idea, everything came all at once. And I was like, okay, yo, this is that tech idea. This, like, this was it. Like, like I told you, I had ideas 
in the chamber that I still do actually that that would totally take off. But this one hit me so perfect because it, it was firing on all cylinders, right? It was like, yo, one, you're solving a problem. Two, you've got your niche market, the black community who, who needs this service. Three, mm-hmm. it's all tech. And the name and everything, it just all made sense all at once. So I was like, man, look, let's come up with an idea and make it happen. And I remember I came up with an idea, had a, made a little deck and all that. I had a contact in Airbnb after everything that happened. And I reached out to them and I was like, yo, I got an idea that could not only solve your problem, but also help my community and just be a, be a win-win for all parties involved. They liked the idea. They flew us, but they liked to pitch the, the little brief pitch. And they flew us out to the headquarters of San Fran, put us up in an Airbnb for like two days in the whole nine. We, like we met some of their higher ups, like literally their entire black staff in the whole nine. And I pitched it to them. I was like, yo, the black travel market in America alone is a $50 billion industry. The African-American spending power is about $1.3 trillion. Sure, like, you're leaving a lot of money on the table and you're leaving an unserved, underserved market. And like they loved it, heard all that, 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 but they didn't end up acting on it. But we were in negotiations for about three to six months. I had, literally, I bought the domain and everything. I had it on deck and we did nothing with it. And said, you know what? Nah, like, like we need to just jump out there on our own and make it happen. And we had been in a conversation for a while for them about this instance and this experience and this data and this whatever, whatever. And they just weren't really receptive. Without, you know what? Forget it. They're not going to do it. We need to do it. And at that time, I didn't know anything about building a tech website. I mean, I had, I had done like minimal stuff, but nothing of this level. But I said, you know what, bro? I'm not scared of nothing. When whatever happens, happens. Let's just jump out there and do it. And we, like, we made a landing page just to collect emails. And I said, look, it's Friday. If by Monday comes around and we have 100 emails, that, then we got some to work with and we'll take it from there. And by the time Monday came around, we had about 14,000 emails. So we're like, all right, like, we got a business model. We got a customer base. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Like, like I, I have no time to back up and be scared. Right. Like, no, like, we're out here and let's go full head, full head, full, full steam head. And that's what we did. But I, so I ended up, I literally ended up, uh, being racism in the tech. <laughs> racism in the tech. Nah, that's that's like no, like no bullshit. Like what you doing with that is one of the dopest like business things I've seen like in my life for Thank real. You. Like that's like that's cold. And I, I and I and I I'm glad you uh, dived into it because I definitely want to talk about that. And uh, like what's behind the name though? What made you, what made you come up with that name? Noir means well, black. so here's the thing. So so noir means black in French, right? Now, so there's that, but then also, are you guys familiar with Travel Noir? Travel Noir? Mm-mm. I think I heard of it so, before. So, so Travel Noir is, I mean, they're almost hard to describe because they do so many dope, incredible things, and they were actually acquired by Blavity recently. But essentially, Travel Noir is a platform that really highlights and showcases black travel and black travelers around the world and just, and just, and just kind of helps you figure out ways to work around the planet and connect with other black folks and go to dope places and, and like, Really, like, really just kind of helped set the stage for that whole, for the whole Black Travel movement. And I'd always been a, a fan of a, a Travel Noir. Like, the Instagram is incredible. It's beautiful, black, melanated folks all around the planet enjoying themselves. I was like, y'all, I love that. And when the idea hit me, I was like, all right, this is Black Travel. This is home sharing. This is being beat. I was like, all right, well, look. You just make, and I knew Noir meant Black. I was like, yo, Noir, Air. The, the, they sound very kind of alike, mm-hmm. and if like people like people already knew Airbnb, 
people in our community pretty much damn near knew about. A lot of us knew about Travel Noir and, and the word Noir. So I'm like, all right, well, so if I smash them both together, like you could hear the name of my business and kind of already get the business model or the basic business model. So yep. like, it just made sense. So that's what it was. And the name was so good, we actually had a company try to copycat the name. I bet. So like, like we had to trademark our name and their name just to stop them trying to like, like ride our whole way. But that's, that's an entire other <laughs> conversation. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Wow. <laughs> that. That's brilliant, man. Like seriously. So like, uh, so is it set up where like pretty much like how Airbnb is where you could just go on there and you could just book somewhere you want to stay? Yeah, so very similar to that in the sense of like we do have just hosts and properties on there and we're actually acquiring an attic for every day. What we realized is that it was even, it was, well, so it was more than just accommodation, but even beyond all that, what we also know is that a lot of people just hate the process of having a finding place to stay and then book it and then book your flight and then figure out what to do. And like they hate the whole, it's just too complicated and people got stuff to do. I said, you know what? Well, not only can we provide accommodations, like look, our concierge team will find a place to stay for you, find some things to do down there and kind of orchestrate and just map out the whole thing for you. Right. So like, so, so, so we have accommodation, we have our concierge team, um, we actually have this. So Airbnb has an experience program. Mm. I actually gave them that idea. Really? And with it in our pitch meeting, no worries. Like, so like literally, when I say, when I say, I got billion dollar court, like, all right, so like, we got the whole prices when our movement and, and ads and all that, but that thread started because I was, I was giving a bunch of business advice and gain to my friends and my family. And like, it would go in one ear, out the other, no one listening. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, bro. I've got billion dollar corporation using my ideas mm-hmm. to make more billions. I'm trying to help you make a couple of racks and you're not listening. All right, bet, bro. I'm not giving you no more free game. The price right. just went up, bro. <laughs> 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 hey, that, man, I love so that. I love that. I love that. I mean, so, so that's kind of where that came from. But so, so we do, um, we got accommodation, experiences, um, the concierge team, and we also do events too because in Miami every year there's like there's, there's an event called Art Basel, right? Art Basel coming down from around the world. Yeah, check out the art celebrities and the whole nine. Mm-hmm. One of the things that like me and my homies would always talk about is like it's like yo, there's never really a platform or a place for us to kind of showcase our work and our scene and our community and what we do. And me being Jamaican in Jamaica, like we are so in Jamaica, you call your house your yard. So if you're about to go back to the crib, you're like yo. I'm going back to my yard, basically, right? But for Jamaicans who live around the world, we all kind of call Jamaica yard because Jamaica's our collective home, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Well, and, and you, I, as you'll learn, I can come up with names out the ass all day. <laughs> I said, you know what? I was like, I was like, well, shit. If they don't want to let us in art basil, then we're gonna create yard basil and do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so, so we ended up doing that in. 2017, yeah, 2017, like for the first year, and it was so we had like we had a bunch of Jamaican artists, Caribbean artists, like we had like Caribbean cuisine, food, like performance, and the whole night, and like it ended up really dope. We ended up doing it two years in a row, and the second one was like a thousand times bigger than the first one. So basically, it's working, but so like we do events, experiences, concierge, accommodations, the whole night, and we're actually getting into some more real estate stuff too. I don't even want to give away too much sauce, but. One of our main, one of our main objections or questions in the beginning was like, "Hey, all right, this concept is awesome, it's great, but 
with redlining and other issues that black people have faced when, when focusing on real estate, how do you, how are you guys sourcing these black hosts? And there was like, that was a major point of contention, but it was like, in my mind, I was always like, man, look, even before this idea, I've been in, I've been in the real estate office. And my, my whole mission was, how do we get more black folks in the real estate, into owning real estate, being able to kind of slow gentrification as we know it? But even even forget the, the typical term of gentrification. How do we gentrify our own hoods where it's like, we're not we're not bringing in people who are outside of like, yo, we're bringing money in to fix up our hoods and make it nicer for ourselves and also being able to turn them into revenue generators, right? So it's like... How do we do that? So we've actually been working on that a bit. So, yeah, we, like, we got a lot of things in the chamber right now. A lot of things. Man. You cooking. You cooking, mm-hmm. man. And I and I want to say, yes, I love, man, man, this is so deep. But I love, like, your mindset just from, you don't have a a, a victim mentality. And when I say that, I mean, mm-hmm. because, like, the, the experience you have with Airbnb, it's so many people. If they would have had that experience, they would have been, like, online going crazy. Oh, we protesting. We walking outside protesting Airbnb so they treat us fair. Which is like, okay, that's cool. But me necessarily, personally, I'm not with that. I'm with, if, if you got a problem with something, you don't like how they doing it, create your own. And that's, you just personally, that's exactly what you did. So that's so dope. And that tells me your mindset. It's not no victim mindset at all. It's like, you in control, this is what we going to do. So that's that's super cold to me, man. And I salute you for that, for real. <laughs> man, I appreciate that. And honestly, bro, like, that's always been my approach, and that's almost also why I kind of backed out of of uh, activism in this traditional sense because I know a bunch of activists and I love them. And I think a lot of their hearts are in the right place, but like when I actually provided ideas on how to get, all right, how we can get a real ownership and make a real change and should make some real money too, they were like, nah, nah. And I'm like, Wait a minute, I'm like, I'm like, hey, bro, like you're not trying to solve no problems for real, like, mm-hmm. like, like, like this, like this is really your wave. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and and what you realize is that. But a lot of these people, if if if, if there's nothing to fight, if there's no problem, then they're absolutely useless. Useless. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, bro, like that's not my energy at all, man. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man. And like I wanted to I wanted to tell you, like, you have a real gift for problem solving. Like just yeah. hearing each story, you automatically you take a problem and you solve it like automatically. And like being an entrepreneur, that's a real key to have to being successful, like taking problems and solving them. So for that I think that's the dopest part of it all. Like you got a real gift for it. The real, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's crazy, man. Like you said, with the uh with the protesting thing. And like it's funny, man, because like every time we bring somebody on the show <laughs> and we like talk to them about business, they always get to like this this kind of talk. And I feel like, with, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So we gotta talk. We gotta talk about it. And I feel like that is the real activism, like the entrepreneurship part, uh, creating your own things and providing for your own people. That's true activism to me, because that's acting on something, like just walking yep. and and, Ooh, and protesting. That's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> just walking and protesting on something that's to me personally uh, i mean some people might take this wrong that's begginism that's not even a word but that's begging i don't that's not too much you're not taking no really no real action on nothing because there's no problem solving with that because if it is bro, a, <laughs> bro it's like bro it's what you said it's like bro here's the thing they're begging other people to to make their life better like what you like, bro? Come on, man! Like, bro, like that. It has never happened like that. Never. Like, you can't beg. You can't beg for your freedom. Never. You can't beg for your equality. You can't. You can't even appeal to people's morality. Exactly. For that. Like, yo, either you gonna make it or you or, gonna take it. Or you gonna like, take it. You gonna do it. Mm-hmm. 
Would you? I mean, yeah, that's and that's so real. And I and I and I I love talking about that just because I know some people. When I talk about how I'm not really with the protesting thing, they look at me like what? And I'm like, and I break it down to them I'm like, yo, if somebody, like prime example, what happened with the Meek Mill situation, with mm-hmm. with the hotel and with the Cosmopolitan or whatever, like opposed to, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind doing what he did, but I feel like. It's enough wealthy black people, enough black uh, geniuses where we could do our own thing. We ain't got to be worrying about, hey, let us in your hotel. It's they shit. They don't have to let us in their shit mm-hmm. if they don't want to. I'm not begging nobody to, why are you kicking me out? Why are you kicking me out? I'm not going to be doing that. All right, you kick me out. All right, cool. I'm about to go do my own shit. Yep. Yeah, say no more. You know what I'm saying? So that, that mentality has always been kind of strange to me. It's like, well, I don't understand why people think like that. Uh, there's, it's just... Just our history, everything we done been through, just everything coming up to this point is just in us to be that way. But it's time for a change. And we need to just, you know, realize, like, you know, we got to do things differently. What worked in the past isn't going to work for us today. But it didn't even work in the past. Exactly. And people don't realize that. Here's the sickest part, bro. This is the sickest part thing, bro. And, like... One of my one of my homies on Twitter, um, those dudes, he's like he's actually an author and all that too. But he he always comes to me like, yo, after slavery ended, it was like, yo, Black Wall Street across the country got popping. Pop like, yo, we free them? <laughs> <laughs> like, turn up, buddy, get this bag. You know what I'm saying? And meanwhile, you got us living in 2019 with more guns. More phones, more tech, more money, more whatever than ever. Opportunity. More opportunities than ever. Ever. And I'm like, bro, here's the thing. I'm like, man, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a racism denier. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, racism is real. Like, oppression and subjugation and violence, all that is very real. But you know what? We got guns too. You know what I'm saying? We got money too. Mm-hmm. What you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, we can, like, we can go to war. On a monetary level, physical level, spiritual, emotional, like, bro, like, what do you want to do? But a lot of these cats, like, yo, they don't want smoke, but they want to act like they, they want to act smoke. like they like, want smoke. Bro, if you want smoke, get your ass to work, bro. Get some money, bro. Because, like, yo, help feed your community, bro. Because, like, saying you got smoke and making some angry tweets and yelling for a little bit, that's not going to do nothing for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> and and, th- and this, is a, this is something random I just thought of. What do you think? Do you think? Oh, it, it is possible. I was gonna say, but whether, hmm, how can how can how can I word this? Hey man, you ain't got sugarcoat it. I'm definitely ain't gonna sugarcoat it. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out like make sure I'm yeah. saying yeah. make sure I'm saying it the yeah. right way. But do you like? Because I know like we in the, like, in the community in the community we make activism synonymous with broke. Like you can't you can't be. Right, you can't have a mansion and be an actor. Like that's how we look at. It. Like what you like? How you fighting for the people when you in a mansion? How you fighting for the people when you got a Bentley? So I'm like, but <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> well, here's here's the, here's the here's the thing about it, right? And this is this is deep and this is nuanced and it's almost it's it's kind of scary too, right? Because here's the thing, people. I'm about to get, I'm about to get real philosophical. Go ahead, go ahead. Do your thing, bro. Here's my thing, man. Me personally, I don't believe that we were born to exist in life and suffer. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, like, like we weren't put here to not know where our next 
Camille's gonna come from. We weren't put here to not know how to take it, like how to take care of our family home. Now, I said that to say that like life isn't supposed to be easy. Right. Life should come with some things that you need to overcome. Because when you overcome, then that makes you stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you realer. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like I said, like like we deserve to live life and enjoy it and experience mm. the way that we should want to. Now you got a lot of people. What they do is. They'll say, oh, you shouldn't have this money and you shouldn't have that. You shouldn't live like that. Blah, 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 blah. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to they're trying to put themselves, they're trying to make themselves morally superior to the wealthy, right? It's like, oh, like you got a Bentley and you got money and that means you're a bad person because if you really care, then you wouldn't even have that. Really like, like, nah, fam, like, here's the fact of the matter. If somebody has a Bentley and a big-ass house and a bunch of money or whatever else, Nine times out of ten, if they're not a scammer, you know what I'm saying, or a fraud or a thief or whatever, they had to build a business mm-hmm. and build something that that not only did they able to help them afford that, but they would they probably get paid last. You know what I'm saying? Right. All the all their employees and whatever, whatever gotta get paid first and foremost. So mind you, if I done went through all that time educating myself to build this business and I had to go through training and hiring and setting up systems and processes, you damn right. If I wanna buy a Bentley, I'm gonna go buy that because you know what? My whole staff is paid. I was broke for 10 years. Shit, I'm going to enjoy this. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, the problem is that people that are that are in broke positions, a lot of the time, they don't see a way out for themselves. Like, they don't see their own path to success. And the fact that you were able to navigate that causes some resentment in them. And because they're not fully sure how to even reflect that or get that out in a positive way, they're going to call you evil, and they're going to make you a villain. They're going to make you the bad guy. When really, it's like, man, all the wealthiest people that I know are some of the most righteous, giving. Mm-hmm. Like, man, my, my stepmother, yo, church woman, all day, every day, getting the bag. She told my older brother 10 years ago, 12 years ago, probably now, that like, she told him to buy real estate in D.C. They did. They be it. You know what I'm saying? She got mad real estate in D.C., on stupid properties, in Jamaica, in the States, all over the place business is making some money and she goes to jamaica to give free health care to people wow. she donates to mad causes damn near the entire family works for her businesses and they're able to live and 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 not only live bro they got nice houses the kids are straight everybody's good and she's still able to give back to strangers it's like bro like our whole family damn near is able to live a positive life. My my nieces and nephews and all that, my grandma, yo, they're they're all good, happy, beautiful black children. Mm. Not worried about nothing because of what she was able to do. Right. And my father was able to do. And other uncles and aunts, like they were able to build that and not worry about nothing. It's like, you know what? That's activism, bro. Mm. How, how could you and, and, and my and my, my stepmother drops a beautiful jag, brand new jag, lives in a beautiful ass house, got jewelry. Flexed up, flossed up, and she deserves to be. Yeah. Yeah. She deserves it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad at nobody because, and 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 the problem is that a lot of folks, they're they're intellectual fools. They know a bunch of shit, but can't none of that shit that they know help them make no money. Right. Right. That's real. The problem is that they can tell you. They can tell you the capital of Bangladesh. And niggas can't tell you how to make a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but how smart are, are you? Exactly. Like you're smart with dumb shit. Dumb like you're shit. Smart with, 
You're smart with Jeopardy info. And you might make some bread on Jeopardy, but you're not going to make bread in regular life with that bullshit that you know. But because because that kills them so much, they use that to hate on wealthy people. And, and mind you, I'm not even... I'm not nowhere near where I want to be yet. In my mind, I'm broke. I'm poor. Same here. Same here. I'm trying to. I'm trying to turn up and get it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, bro, like my what what I what I know is possible. I know I ain't even there yet. I'm I'm working and busting my ass because I see what's possible, and also I know the struggle it takes. Most folks they hear about John B. Rockefeller or they hear about Jay Z or whatever, and a lot of them shouldn't say Jay Z because a lot of us know his story. But a lot of folks think that Jay Z got rich because he didn't sign up for the Illuminati, not right. doing that He was trapping and had to save his own money to take a risk on Rockefeller, Rockefeller. and do this and do that and do that, even get where they at now. But people don't see the journey. All they see is the highlight reel. Not mm-hmm. knowing that, bro, we were shooting in the gym for real, for real, for hours, I mean? so, hours, for hours. You know what I mean? So I, I don't even mean to be long winded, but no, you good. I mean, but yeah, bro, like, that's, I, mean, I think that's a big part of what it is, man. Yeah, you good, man, and, and that's so real, man, because even, like, that, I'm, I'm glad you said that, because even sometimes, well, m- me personally, well, it hasn't been recently, but I used to sometimes, like, I'd be like, man, I'm living good, I'm making good money, you know, I got good money, and I'd be thinking, like, man, wow, I feel like I should feel bad about this, like, because I, I, I'd be like, man, I feel like, am I like, I feel like I'm finessing life or something, and I feel like that's the thing where, you know what I'm saying, you feel me, and I feel like that's the thing where probably a lot of us go through, especially a lot of us when we're young and we first start coming into money, because we come from areas where, like, most people really not doing good, and it's like, you look at the people that's doing good as, like, you know, they morally corrupt, so I started feeling that about myself, like, damn, why don't, why don't I feel that? I'm like, yo, what the? F- what's wrong with me? I deserve <laughs> this. Like, man, I worked my ass off. I didn't, didn't stay, didn't stay, you know, grinding. I, de- I deserve this, man. You can't tell, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. That's, I'm glad you brought that up, for real. Now, I'm going to say what it is, and I go through the same thing sometimes. But what what that is, is that it's imposter syndrome that we go through. Because, like, we, we sit there thinking, like, after all that we've done, Getting, getting money and making money sometimes can seem so easy. It's like, bro, yeah. no, nah, bro, this ain't, this ain't right. <laughs> yeah. but, but not, not knowing that, fam, like, no, bro, all the years of ramen noodles and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, $3, $3 on pump two. You know You're right, saying? right. Nah, for real. Like, really, like, really, all that, all those moments were preparing you to get this bag. So, you know what I'm saying? So don't feel bad about it because you, you've been adding up your skills adding up your resilience and making your skin tougher to be in position one and then two it's like man it's like bro like i told my friends last month right because like my boy carmel my best friend in high school and the smartest cats i know i was telling him and his fiance i was like man look we are superheroes right because of what we know in our heads and who we are mm-hmm. we're superheroes and, and and the thing about it is because because we are good people genuinely inside it does feel wrong. It feels unfair. It feels like a finesse because it's like, damn, bro, like, I'm so ahead mentally and even in life. Yeah. Our people is like, it's like, yo, I shouldn't be here right now. But really, it's like, yo, you're actually, I'm not sure if you're religious. I'm not, I'm not really religious. No, I'm, not. I'm spiritual, right? Yeah. And my thing is, man, look, it's a, if you don't step into your destiny and embrace that shit, you are slapping God in the face. Mm. You are slapping the universe in the face. Mm. It's like, bro, you went through all this and you know all this and you are getting this money right now because, bro, this is what, this, 
Right. Not but you worked hard for it. And, the, and, the, and I believe in the universe. It's like, yo, it's like, yo, like, I mean, the Bible says God helps those who help themselves. Help themselves. Right? <laughs> Motherfucker, help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, bro, you good. You good. You good, bro. It's like, you good. It's like, yo, help yourself because the universe will attract circumstances, situations, or even people to help get to you, get you to wherever you where you're trying to get to. So it's like, yo, don't be mad at that. Embrace it and walk into it because you need you need to walk into it because shit, as Max Maxwell says, your family and your friends need you to be rich. Mm. Right? They 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 need you to be rich. They need me to be rich, bro. Like I need to get rich. Bro, my wife will tell you. Half of my stress is like, dog, I gotta get rich because I gotta help I gotta help her dad mm-hmm. and her mom. And really don't even need it for real. But like, it's just what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to. I'm like, yo, like I want to help. I want to help my little cousins. Like, bro, I was in Jamaica. My my little nephew wanted a drone. I gotta go get a bag. So I gotta go buy. Mm-hmm. I promise him a drone. I got. I gotta get. I gotta get him a drone now. So it's like, yo, like your family needs you to succeed because, like, yo, it's it's your it's your job to lead that charge. And shit, you didn't crack the door. Now you need to kick the door down and let him in. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and not only that. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna make it that easy, right? Do it for yourself, but for the ones that want to walk through and are willing to walk through and do the work to walk through, you can open the door and lay the blueprint for them. Like, yo, look, you see me do it, you, man, you remember, you, you knew me my whole life, right? I've done this, you can do this. So let's do this and let's build a family dynasty, build a mm. friend dynasty. Like that's what it's about. Mm, man. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, being, uh, I'm, I'm fully embracing my greatness right now, and as as both of you should too. For real. Yeah, and, at the same time too, bro. I go through imposter syndrome. I go through my own anxiety and mm-hmm. depression and struggles and whatever, whatever. Because I'm human, as we all are. Right. You gotta remind yourself, like, look, look in the mirror when you wake up. Like, look, I'm that nigga, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real though. You know what I mean? For real, for real, like, for, real yeah. for real. And I and I love and I love that that the universe manifestation talk I, I i love all that man because i'm with all that so i love that you even mentioned those things right there and that's like man what you just said was so real man because like i said that's even something that i'll struggle with sometimes i'd be like damn am i finessing life because i'm like so young but but like you said it's been i didn't stay low grind like grounded it up you know what i'm saying like i could have i could have been young just wild and it was but i was just stacking everything Staying low, get up, getting my skills up, learning, learning going until like you know what I'm saying, going through the motions, ups and downs. Then like, damn, it's like, but it's like compound interest with investing. After them years of putting shit in, you know what I'm saying, just <laughs> tally up, tally up. So yeah, man, that's real, man. I'm glad you said that, man. <laughs> I, I love your energy too, bro. For real, man. You got great, you got great, you got great, great energy for real, bro. And, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that, and something, something else I wanted to uh, ask you about was uh. Polymath design, and what's the what's the uh, like the mission behind that? So polymath, man. Um, so polymath, the, the definition of the word polymath, I'm probably gonna butcher it, but it's essentially somebody who's multi-talented and into a lot of different things, right? And I say one of my personal life philosophies is it's called it's called humanism, but not just humanism. It's like Renaissance humanism, right? And the 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 term Renaissance. Right, so, like you all heard the term renaissance 
that. Yeah, right? yeah. So that term came from back in the day where like the twenties, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, even before, before that, that? Like, like a seventeen hundred somebody. Oh yeah. yeah. So essentially, essentially, it's like in 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 Europe, I believe in France in particular, the humanist movement or the runabout humanist movement was, was like, yo, like you want to be you want to be somebody who can fight and be a soldier in war and be and be and be proficient at that. But you also want to be proficient at writing poetry and dancing and the arts, but also be able to handle your business. It's like, it's like it's basically like being a well-rounded person overall, and I love that whole concept, right? So with me, I've always tried to box myself into one thing, but whenever I do that, that's my downfall because it's like, bro, like you do mad different things, and actually they they work better when you when you're thinking about multifaceted things. So it's like, yo, just just embrace that and walk fully into that, right? So as I learned the word polymath, I was like, yo, this word's cool as hell. I like this, like. You know what? That's gonna be my whole new personal mantra. So, but before I did it, one of my good friends at the time, because like, like yo, like this, yo, this is before Noir being being the whole nine action, right? So I was making music, but I was also kind of still in the streets. So one of my street mentors, one of my OGs, like I literally, I would kick it with him every day, right? But I rocked with him because he was always about progression, being being creative, being dope, and just being on your shit. So when I came up with the idea and we were kicking it, I was like, yo, I'm about to try this, I'm about to try this clothing line kind of type thing called Polymath. And he was like, yo, Polymath, fuck with that. And I was like, bad, like I'm about, I'm about to go hard with it, right? So so actually at that time, I decided to make him my partner and, and we ended up kind of working on it. And then a month after that, my Airbnb situation happened. Then that took off. And then months later, I was like, all right, well, let me just do the whole Airbnb thing. But, but before Airbnb happened, then like November of 2015, he ended up committing suicide. Damn. And and that actually hurt me a lot because like, so his uh, his his graffiti name was Dab, and Dab stood for Do Anything But Stop, right? And he was one of my he was my man, my good friend, real positive dude, but he was obviously going through a lot. But when he died, like. I ended up kind of going through like a real dark depression, anxiety, and the whole nine. But this is also while like while I'm trying to conceptualize like no RBD and that whole thing, and I'm running the record label and like it was just a bunch of drama. But I had that on pause for a minute. I, I I think I owned the domain for like a year, two years. I'm probably even made an announcement, but I said, you know what? My boy Dabs, his name was Do Anything But Stop. If I don't launch this company, then I'm a, I'm gonna go against everything he stood for. Mm-hmm. So. I got out of my own way and put my fear to the side, designed the website, designed some, designed a couple of pieces, put it on the online store, and I had an entire online store up for like, I don't know how many months. Didn't announce it, didn't do nothing, still going through my anxiety and my fear. And then one of my friends, one of my friends uh, asked me to do a design for his mixtape cover. So I did the design, and it, like, it came out fire, and I was like, yo, this should go on a shirt. Wait a minute! I have a site that sells shirts. Let me just let me just launch this. See what happens and took off. I launched the idea, put it out there, and I made like a hundred something or whatever in the first day. And I was like, "Wait a minute, dog! I've had this site sitting here for how many months? And I made bread on my first day. What kind of loser have I been?" Made some bread and, and ended up just kind of like really going hard on it because like my, 
organization, essentially like media, video, photography, like just all creative type things. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. I mean, I could talk about that all day, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, man, that's that's cold, man. You you got like like you got a lot of like businesses and a lot of like mm -hmm. entrepreneurial stuff going on, which is super dope to me. Because like you said, you not you not staying in one lane. You you doing your thing. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, right? On it, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that from both y'all. And um, and the thing about it is, from the outside looking in, that's great. It's beautiful. I, on I, I'm, on the inside, it is beautiful. But to be honest. One of the dudes on Shark Tank, one of his bars was, it's like, I mean, they say, they say one out of every 10 minutes is fake. Well, I was like, I don't even, so it might have been for a warm up. Yeah. Like, I'm one of them guys, but yeah. like, she was like, yo, one out of every 10 minutes is fail. So how do you succeed? Start 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, yo, even, even your odds, straight up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I've been blessed to the point where like, I get these businesses out, but now, no, actually, you know what? Let me run it back. Because I had a, Bunch of failures, like failed clothing brand, failed record labels, failed marketing campaigns, tons of failures, right? But only to those failures, like, was I able to learn and kind of refine my process, you know what I'm saying? So my success rate is improving massively, but I had to go through mad failure and mad L's and mad brokenness and all types of just the worst even make it to, to the point where I'm at now. I'm bad, but yeah. So, and with you, with you saying that, like the failures and stuff, what gives you, I want to ask you, what gives you that mindset to keep going? Because there's so many people, they fail one business, they like, nah, this ain't for me. This business is <laughs> not for me. And they'll, they'll be embarrassed, like, oh man, I fail. I want people to think this of me or whatever. So what gives you that mindset where you like, you don't care. I'm going to keep going anyway. I'm going to keep trying different stuff. I say it's two things. Um, maybe three things. The first two things would be pride and ego, because like I told you, like, I, I like when I get up in the morning, look in the mirror, like, yo, you that nigga, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. I've been that way since I was a kid, and even with that, even beyond all that, I, I've never, I've never seen myself as a failure, and I refuse to be like, not even, not even for a failure as myself, but. I never wanted anybody from the outside looking at me like, damn, I think step was lit. He fell off. Nah, bro. <laughs> Nah, you know nah, not at all. Like, like, like even, even if I fail, I gotta bounce back because, like, bro, like, I'm not being at the bottom and being beneath where I'm supposed to be is not my natural element. You know what I'm saying? So, just out of out of that alone, I gotta go. I gotta make some shit. You know what I'm saying? Period. You know what I mean? I, I gotta get it. So there's that. But then also, man, all of the studying that I've done of people who've actually been successful, they took mad L. Man. Ridiculous you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, failed repeatedly, lost mad money, had bad partners, bad this, bad that. Like, yo, they all went through mad sales. Like, like, but they had, to, they had to go through that to get to where they're at now. You know what I'm saying? So, And, and even beyond all that, like, like I told you, I moved to the U.S. in 1995. And the way that I was able to assimilate and study American culture was by watching movies. I just watched, like, literally, I learned American English by watching the first bad boy on repeat for like a month. <laughs> I know every line from the first bad boy. Still to this day, because I, I watched it to study Martin and Will Smith. I'm, I'm like, yo, these are my first examples of black American men. This, I guess I guess is how we act. Let me just watch it. And, and Dennis, that was a good that was a good decision because Will Smith is that nigga. Martin's hilarious. So right. I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> okay. But like, literally, 
I watch mad movies, but the, the thing about movies is, like, yo, the main character is going to start off maybe a dweeb, and be going through a struggle. It's going to be hard. He's going to win, take an L, take an L. And win at the end, and then have a great storyline. Yep. And my, my just naive, ridiculous speech to myself was, look, if I'm, if, I, if I'm at the bottom of where I'm or wherever I'm at, that means that this is the end of my movie. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's more dope shit on the way, so get your ass up and get get moving towards the dope shit. You know what I mean? So that's that's what just gets me up and keeps me moving, man. So, like, yo, I'm the character of my own movie, and my shit got to win an Oscar. You know what I'm saying? So let's get it. You know man, I mean? that's, that's so, I had a question, but we've talked about you being in tech, music, having your own clothing brands, but I also noticed you're a realtor. So can you describe like how that came about and what that experience has been like for you? Oh man, well so the funny part about it is I remember riding with my mom and she was looking looking to buy her first house and we were looking at all these houses and I was riding with with uh with her realtor and her realtor had a nice ass like white Mercedes. And I know I like one of my best friends at the time, his mom was a realtor, and she had a Mercedes too. So I was like, well shit, if you wanna get a Mercedes, you gotta be a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was my that was my my like my my uh, naive mentality then. But as I got older, um and it's like just kinda of realizing the importance of real estate, I was like, Well look, I wanna get into it but I don't I don't, I don't just wanna invest. If I want to invest in the best way, I need to make sure that I'm 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 fully versed in all the nerdy details and whatever else like that I need to know because I, like that's just how all in that I am. So now, granted, like if you want to invest in real estate, like you don't need to be a realtor at all. You don't need right. for any of that. But because I wanted to be just so nerdy and just know the full spectrum, like I was like I just go all the way in. And my uh, my beautiful wife, her mom was like, "Look, I'll pay for your license," and I was like, "Well." I can't, I can't say no to that, you know what I'm saying? So I went to school, took the test, aced it, and then I, I went to go take the state test, failed that twice, and I was like, man, look, I passed the state test, Mom Dukes and I already spent money on it, I can't be, I can't be a waste of an investment. <laughs> you know what I'm right. No, I, mean, I, need, I need to study and pass this shit, and the third time I went in, aced it, boom, you know what I mean? So, but essentially I mean, like, my thing was, like, I, I mean, kind of like you said from the beginning, a lot of black folks have been a railroaded in real estate, like, just because, like, like they didn't know about the ins and outs of it. So I wanted to make sure that, in, in order for me to add more value to my community, in addition to just knowing all the ins and outs, let me, let me get up in here, learn the game, and bring the game back to my folks, and help them buy some more property, slow gentrification, build generational wealth, and just all those typical, you know what I'm saying, real estate things, so yeah. That's what's up. That was why, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of on the um, same path because it's like we, we started investing first and we bought our property, but all the realtors and real estate agents I was talking to wasn't really explaining the process to us. They was just like, sign this paperwork, sign this paperwork. And I'm real like, ain't I all about the stuff I do? And I like to understand everything to the T. And they just was not like really explaining it and giving me all the information I needed. So I got my license. And I'm going through the process of learning the paperwork, the ins and outs, ins and outs, building my connections, and just like you, I like to be well versed on the stuff I'm doing. I'm real hands on. I like to really know, like you know, everything that's going on. I don't want to be in the dark with nothing. Yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, like my thing is that once I know the full ins and outs of something, 
then I know, okay, this is what we can do, this is what we can yep. do. And like that helps me that helps me like formulate a game plan on how I just maneuver. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, yeah, like I'm hundred percent with you. And that was the right thing to do. And on top of that, I got the cheat code. Damn. Yeah. You're real good. And you can just say, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was that's that's our just, I'm gonna speak on that real quick. That's been our uh whole thing. Like she brings skills to the table, I bring skills to the table. And we pretty much planned that from when we first got together. You know, when we first got together, we really ain't really no shit regarding like that much as much as we should have, as far as I mean, we were super young though, as far as like business. Yeah, she was like eighteen, I was like twenty one, and we didn't really know that much. So but over the we've been together four years, so we've been like pretty much starting. We always said, I'm gonna get these skills you going to get these skills. We're not going to get the same skills because it's like redundant. And, and we're just going to bring them yeah. to the table. And then we're going to go from there. That's been our whole like mantra since we've been together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and uh, okay. I'm going to say, like, yo, y'all, are, y'all are on the right path. And I salute it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because like, that's what it should be for real. For real. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you spoke, on, you spoke on your wife. So, I want to ask you. So, how uh, important is it for just for all the things we've been speaking on? How important do you think, like, being with her, her mentality is you know, that y'all have matching mentalities and probably matching goals. How important is that? Man, uh, the first thing I got to say, and I, I'm not just saying it because she's in the kitchen right now making breakfast, <laughs> but my wife, is, my wife is really the shit. Like, she's definitely the shit. And to be honest, without without her mentality and without her support and without her being there and without her understanding, like, none of this really be possible. None of it at all. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, like, you gotta make sure you got the right person and the right partner because, like, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have that, and you're just doing it by yourself, one, there's not gonna work, and they might actually be a liability to the dreams that you're trying to manifest for. Not bad. So with with um with her, and on top of even even just beyond all that, like I'm on my super entrepreneur path, but I mean, but as y'all know, entrepreneurism is like crazy up and mm-hmm, crazy down. Down. And 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 my wife, like, she's so dope because like she understands that. She also, I mean, she also grinds, busts her ass. Like, like she, she's a teacher, a tutor. Like, got got her masters and about to get a damn PhD in nuclear. Fit. I don't know. What, she don't have so much. Damn. I'm joking when I say nuclear. I mean, it's all like education and, and business. Right, right. I, said, I said, I said, like, she's like really a smart person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, having her and having that insight and having that just next to me is cool. And, I, and I mean, even beyond all that, like, I'm a savage. I'm a monster and I'm an asshole and she's so sweet and so nice and so loving. It's like, I need that, you need that balance. 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 Yeah. yeah. Cause like literally like, like even yesterday, right? So I need some insight too. Like, yo, I had some former, I had some former business partners. Like, yo, kind of lies on me. All, all oh, yeah, I see, I see. Like, I see. Yo, like, you feel me? I'm like, bro, like I be wanting to, I be wanting to let the chopper sing. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> like, all the way 100. But right. He was like, yo, just chill, leave it alone. That nobody's they pop up because you pop them. It's mm-hmm. fine. And it's like you know what? You right, babe. I wanna, I wanna smoke these niggas, but I'm a chill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's so that's so funny because me and her, we the complete opposite. I'm the one that's like, nah, it don't, it ain't nothing. Let's chill, like you know what I'm saying. It's nothing. It don't phase, it don't phase me at all. She like, nah, ain't no way. We, we, I ain't letting them say nah, nah. And I'm like, I don't yo, like that stuff. I'll be, be like, like <laughs> I'm, I'm protective, so I'm like, like you know, I'm stand, I'm gonna say what I gotta say. I'm stand up for, for him and all that. I'll be like, yeah, it ain't, it ain't no, it don't, it don't, it shit don't be bothering me because you know most of the time, a lot of times when people saying stuff to you. 90% of the time, it's people that don't know you. 
So I'm like, why would I let somebody, the person that don't know me, affect, like, you know what I'm saying? Affect what I got going on. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> and bro, thank, and thank you for saying that, because, bro, the, the, the motherfuckers kind of lies on me. We've literally never been in the same room together. We've exactly. been in the same state together. See? You know what I mean? And, and then, then I got bum-ass losers on the phone. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah, that's, that's all good. Yeah, man. And another, another question I want to ask, because we was talking about, like, community stuff earlier, and I want to ask you was, how important do you feel, like, is giving back, and I'm not talking about like just monetary things, but just giving back information to the community, like teaching things, how to do things, invest in business, you know, all those things. How important is that to you? I think giving information is way more important than giving money because I mean, it's like the age old thing like, yo, you give a man a fish, you give a fish. Yep. Teach a man a fish, he's good for a lifetime. lifetime. You know what I'm so, like, yeah, bro, like, give me that, give me that game, bro. And, 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 I mean, first thing is, I am, I always appreciate getting game from people who are already where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Right. But there are a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of people who want to get to where I'm at, and they need that insight as well, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes I feel like, damn, maybe I don't know enough, am I doing enough? But they, like, but people all come in like, like, yo, I love what you're doing, how you do it, da 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 and, and I give them whatever game that I can, you know what I'm saying? So honestly, I think I think that it's super important, and hell, we're on, I, I wouldn't even be on this podcast right now if I didn't think that it was important, mm. because you guys are literally living examples of getting that information out there. Because our people need a millionaire mindset. Mm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. For real, for real. So y'all, y'all are doing the Lord's work. Y'all are doing the universe. <laughs> Whatever higher power you believe in, you do what they work. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, for sure. Man, that's crazy, man. I know, I ain't never really looked at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's dope for real. And uh, uh I just got like a couple more questions I want to ask because yeah, I, I I want to ask this in the beginning, but I didn't get I didn't get a chance to get to it. So the record label and the rapping stuff. So like, what was the what was like the influence on that? Hey man, I thought, I've been that nigga forever. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the funny part about it is that like I told you, bro, like. When I came to America, I studied American culture, mm. particularly African American culture. Mm. And not only did I study it, I fell completely in love with it. You know what I'm saying? And like, and my mentality was like, all right, well, shit. If you wanna, if you wanna be a black man and express yourself and be free and make money and live life, at that time, all I knew was, hey, yeah. you gotta, you gotta rap, you gotta rap. I feel like I feel like anybody, everybody, there, a couple of bars, yeah, try mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But you know I me, mean? like I don't just try; I go all in. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and to be honest, like I, I even I tried to not do that because, like, I was like, like I want to be a rapper, but even in high school, I said, I said, forget the rapper thing. You're gonna start. You're gonna start a new source magazine and just go hard that way, right? So. Like, yo, I went, I went to, I was in school for journalism and all, like, newspaper and all night. I went to, um, office communications and all. Like, I wanted to build a whole, like, five course type of, like, network, you know what I mean? But the, the, the music career always kept calling me. And it's like, yo, like, and, and it worked out. And the thing about it is, like, always have bars, always had dope producers, and always loved performing and being on stage and, and expressing my thoughts. But the reason why I'm not doing that now is because, to be honest, Noir B&B took off so crazy that I was like, man, look, bro, like, I got this on my lap, and if I don't nurture this, then I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be what it can be. And if I'm, if I'm right, and to be a rapper, like, yo, you gotta be writing to, 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 to me personally, 
to consider yourself a rapper, you need to be writing damn near every day. Mm-hmm. You need to be rehearsing every day, talking to producers, getting beats, marketing your social media, doing album rollouts, part, like the whole nine, right? And like, I knew that if I couldn't dedicate that to it, because I need to dedicate this to it, then I'm going to just chill. You know what I'm saying? So now mind you, like, I still write rhymes. I still make beats. Damn. I got my studio. I got my studio back here. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's cool. So, like, so like, literally, like, like, I do my work in between my speakers, and I got my like the whole setup is still right there. You know, and make beats, you no know, till from here till a hundred years from now. You know what I mean? But this right here is very timely, and it's so big. And 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 with rap, I may be I may be helping people just enjoy good music, but I'm not solving a problem. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yo, I love that you uh, you keep mentioning like problem solving because that's a that's a big thing I've been talking about a lot when I say talking to people that want to be entrepreneurs and they want to make a lot of money. I'm like, if you want to make a lot of money, solve a big problem. Like I look at people like uh, Jeff Bezos with Amazon and, or Steve Jobs with Apple. People just see see what they doing. They don't think on a deeper level. Like the pro- they solved a huge problem. They made they 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 found like something complicated and they made it much more simple. And much more like easier for people to use. It was like a, it's a huge problem that the money is just a byproduct of them solving that. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I had I had I had somebody. Matter of fact, I didn't have somebody. Somebody was on was on Twitter. Like I see, y'all remember when Robert Smith paid for um all of the, all the more houses? Yeah. Um, graduation yep. whatever, Yeah. Tuition. So there was somebody. There was a bunch of people complaining about it, but one person. Was complaining about it on Twitter, talking about how Robert Smith is this, and if and if billionaires pay. Matter of fact, no, she was like she was, she said billionaires shouldn't be allowed to exist. What? And I was yeah, she said billionaires should not be allowed to exist. And I was tweeting because I'm like, yo, homegirl, you're tweeting this on Twitter, and the person the person who invented Twitter is a, billionaire, a billionaire only because well, I shouldn't say only because like they mainly because that. that Exactly, like, bro. Like, like this, like this, like they weren't just born with a bit. Like they had to create something that you wanted to use to be worth a billion dollars. Like, well, people don't understand and, and, yeah. and connect with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, bro. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's, it's really ridiculous because every single billionaire, either they've been like a a crazy investor, or they all created a product or a business that's like Walmart. Amazon, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's something like everybody in the world uses. So if they were, if though if they didn't exist, none of those business or anything would would exist. So the, the whole that whole thing makes no sense. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. It's, it's like what we discussed before, right? Like people will hate the successful, but ignore their journey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And you can't, you can, you can't ignore the journey because it's like, bro, you hate them because they're rich and they're that and they're that. But like, yo. They had to go through this and build this, where which a million people use for them to even get that money. Like even Twitter, right? We're all on Twitter for free. It's free, right? Free. But they built such a platform that all of us wanted to use that they make money off ad space and just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it's like, bro, like <laughs> you're helping this person be a billionaire while saying that they shouldn't exist. Like, oh, come on, bro. Yeah, that. that... I mean, 
Yeah, that whole that whole thing is kind of confusing to me. So <laughs> that, <laughs> that's all and, right. <laughs> and uh, I, I I got just uh, one more one more question before we wrap up. And it's just uh, so yesterday I seen you. Uh, no, no, was that yesterday? Or the day before yesterday? I don't know. One of these days, you posted about the uh, the Jay Z lyrics, and everybody that know me, they know that's my favorite rapper ever. Jay Jay Z, my favorite rapper. Ever. It's Jay Z. Ross and Ross and Nip, you already know they're my favorite. Them, them my top, that's my top three right there. Holy <laughs> All right, that, that's my that's my top, that's my top three right there. So, uh, I want to ask you, who is that your favorite rapper ever? Oh, oh. Is the goat all time, bro. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. And, and 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 here's the here's the funny part about it. I feel weird saying this now because Ho is my favorite rapper of all time, mm-hmm. but Nipsey has become my new favorite rapper. But he became like he became that. Yo, I heard, I heard Victory Lap. Cause granted, I've been a, I've been a fan of Nipsey off of his mentality for for, for the longest. I'm saying, yeah, but like, and I heard a couple of times, but like none of them really stood out until I heard Victory Lap. I was like, wait a minute, like this dude? Hear what he talking about? Been rapping like this the yeah. whole time? Yeah. I was like, oh no, yo, cuz is, cuz is the real, the dude. real and deal. I heard some. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, dog. Like, and mind you, I met him in 2012. Yeah, I seen you. I seen that. Yeah, I mean, but like, like at that time, she wasn't even on when he was on. Now, right. You know what I'm so his evolution was like, bro, like I love, I love seeing what him do what he did. Cause like, had I kept going with rap, that's 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 the lane I would have oh. went. Like, just more entrepreneur, focused yeah. business, this mentality rap. You know what I'm saying? So he was, I was living vicariously through him. Yeah. You know what I mean, so when so when he passed. It was heartbreaking. Then, and, bro, it's heartbreaking. Still. I can't believe this shit is real. Yeah, I can't like, believe it bro, either. Bro, I got a playlist on my phone that I made months before you passed. And the playlist is called Money Making Nip. When I get up in the morning, if it's not a podcast, I'm playing Nip because it gets me in a mindset to get up, get this bread, and be great. You know what I'm saying? And they took that man from us. You they know what I'm saying? T- so, t- yeah, bro. And that's so because literally last night I was sitting here watching. Uh, I was watching some. I was watching some movie last night. It was late at night. In the mid, just like I don't even know. I'm just sitting there. I ain't looking at my phone or nothing. And I'm just thinking like, damn, I ain't really killed Nip. And Nip ain't had nothing. To, <laughs> ain't really had nothing to do with it. He wasn't in the movie or nothing. It just popped up in my head like, damn, bro, like this shit is crazy. Like, cause. Like how your story, like how you felt about him, we felt the exact same way. Like when we first got together, that was the first artist I introduced her to. She was like, she ain't, she ain't know who he was. I'm like, man, you, you need to listen to some Nip, and that became her favorite rapper. So it's like when, like when that when that happened, I was like, just the stuff he was talking about, like you said, he talking about being integrated vertically in business. Like what rapper is talking about that? <laughs> like what rapper is really talking about being integrated vertically? Like most people don't even know what that is. I was tripping. <laughs> I was tripping because on his last song, the man said, closing escrow twice this month. Both, both commercial units. <laughs> I'm like, man, it was fly. Like he, like he went spitting no entrepreneur stuff in the like in a corny like in a corny way. How some people would see it, it was in a fly way. He was fly about it. And it was G. So it was like you, you, you loved it. So <laughs> that's, that's what that's what cats like us needed, and yeah. that's why that's why Hove was a legend and is a legend because like yo, he was given that for guys like us. I mean, granted, he's our era, but same time, Nipsey's really more our, our era. era. Yep. You know what I'm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I would say like like Hov is for like our big brothers and big homies. And You're right. Like because we were there, but like Nipsey was like, "Bruh, I'm here right now, and you're watching. You're watching my evolution happen right. in real time." And like, and we were we were watching involved it. with him. Watching like, it, bro. Bro, you have no idea. Like matter of fact, so I'm, so I'm I'm doing I'm doing a TED talk and like at the end of this month. But when I when I got when I got the actual news that I was accepted to get the talk. I cried because part of my speech was inspired by me wanting to work with Nick. Like, I had plans to get my shit, like, get get shit rolling. And, like, yo, get it somehow, some way. Call somebody I know and get a meeting set up. I'm like, yo, wake up. You know what I'm saying? And, like, before I can even make it happen, they took that. that Yeah, bro. So it's super sad. You know what I mean? But it's like, like, bro, like, like, you need more. And that's like, even I love, I love Nip, I love Hope, and I love, uh, I love even me. Like, yeah, like, growth. Like, it may not, like it may not be like business focused, but it's inspirational. Inspirational. And it's real. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, man, keep grinding, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's real. And that's and and that's uh, like even that model with the meek, the uh, nip model, even the whole model. Like you said, whole was older. Like the only reason I'm like the biggest whole fan is because the, the people that was older than me, that's what they was playing when I was a kid. So naturally. <laughs> I just grew up hearing it all the time, but I'm saying all that to say they make they make entrepreneurship and business cool where it's like accepted. So that's the same thing that we got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people some some I realized I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes us as like business people, we uh we forget like where we came from mentally. Like you got to think like I'm from Chicago, a kid from Chicago. We see somebody with. Uh, uh, I don't want to say a suit, but somebody that's like, you know what I'm saying? You got to look like us for us to want to take the information. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So sometimes, yeah. I don't want to say we got to dumb it down a little bit, but we, we got to know how to reach the people because they not they might not be where we at. We probably a little, I'm not trying to be arrogant or nothing, but we really, no, we really advance, advance. And not saying they can't get there, they can get there, but we got to reach them on their level. Yeah. So that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's real, man. Yeah, man. And, uh, Man, I, yeah, that was that was my last. Do you have anything else? Mm-mm. Yeah, but before we let you go, bro, I just want to say, man, we, man, bro, I love this. I love oh, this. Episode. I do got a question. <laughs> uh, out of everything that you're doing, what would you say you're the most passionate about? Out of all these different hustles, which one is like the biggest passion? That's difficult to say because, to be honest, and it's impossible to say because, to be honest, all of all of them, people don't like people don't even know. All of them tie into each other. Like, yo, mm. polymath design. Bro, I'm doing a lot of the design. Like, we have a design team that are like working on more RBUV stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, bro, like, like even um, even with, like with real estate, like, bro, like more RBUV really is short-term rental real estate. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I became an yeah. agent partially to fully know more about real estate, so so that I could be a better CEO for more RBUV. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all even the event, like the, the music, the music for all for any more RBUV ad, I made that beat. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, like that's human vertical integration. That's that's vertical integration. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And that's Yo, so like so like all these things. And I, I didn't I didn't want to have my talents and my and my passion separated. I needed them all to work together for the greater good of myself and all people that I work with. So like I, I just I just made it that way for real. For real. You mm. know what I'm saying? So my that's... main my, my real passion, as you guys have already said, really is solving problems Solve and. Wrong. I just, I just like, I just like building businesses and doing cool shit. But you, but you build businesses to solve problems. So like, really, just entrepreneurship for real, for real. You know mm. what I mean? Like, that's my main, 
Wow, and that's dope. Cause I, I even seen it, it was a long time. I don't remember who it was. It was a billionaire. I don't remember which one it was. But he was saying like, when you do, if you create businesses, make sure all of them are linked together. Don't do businesses don't, don't that don't have anything to do with one another. Make sure your businesses are linked together. Yeah. That's so that's so dope, man. And yeah, but like I yeah, said, I didn't even know that. So I, I, guess, I guess I'm not. <laughs> you doing? Yeah, you're not at all. You're doing the right thing. Cause I heard I heard that like four years ago, three four years ago, and that always stuck with me. I'm like, damn, okay. That's that's what I'm gonna do. He I mean he, he a billionaire. He living proof. So mm-hmm. why would I be a fool to be like nah? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. <laughs> I ain't doing that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my. You know what I'm saying? But but like but like I said, bro, man, I I, I love what you're doing, bro. You got our support with, with whatever, bro. You reach out to us with anything. You got our support, bro. I'm with you, full like full fledged hey, for real, bro. Anything I can help with y'all? What y'all doing? The, yo, the love and support is mutual. So I, yeah. honestly, I, like, this was dope as hell, fun as hell, and I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. Definitely, man. We appreciate you, and I'm gonna uh, keep in touch with you, though. I'm gonna make sure we keep chopping up, man. Hey man, look man. Uh, DM me your phone number, bro. Okay. Like, yo, yep. yo, let's let's make it happen like that, man. Definitely, bro. I'll be I, I'll be hitting you up soon, bro. Appreciate you. All right, cool. Yes, I'll sir. Talk, man. Later, peace. Yep, peace. All right, guys. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets with Steph, aka Steph is dope. Now that was a, a super super value episode. If you guys took some gems from it, and uh, before we let you go, for people who don't know my information, you can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Xavier C Miller. Uh, Facebook Xavier C. No, Facebook Xavier Miller, Snapchat Xavier Miller three one two three one two. I'm tripping, man. And, uh, yeah, I don't even I don't even know how I be saying it. But yeah, uh, Deanna, she gonna give you her info as well. And y'all can find me on Twitter at Deanna S Kent, Instagram Deanna Kent, or Kent Real Estate, and um, Facebook is Deanna Kent. And if you haven't already subscribed to the Millionaire Mindsets daily text subscription, you could do so by texting at M Mindsets to eight one zero one zero. Again, that is at M Mindsets to eight one zero one zero. And that's all we got for y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening to another episode. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk because you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.